0: The relationship between the police and the public is at a critical intersection and inflection point, leaving us all to ponder the question, how do we have a constructive dialogue between the two parties? Norm Henson is the chief of police at the Sarnia Police Service. He joined me this week to have an open, honest, and transparent discussion about police and public relations. I'm Kevin McShann. Let's have this conversation. Chief, if you're ready, we'll get started, and we are we want to welcome you to the show, and we're excited to talk about police and public relations with you this morning. Okay. So, Chief, I'm going to start you off by asking you, with the current climate we're living in, I'm just wondering if you can uh, comment for me on the current state of public and police relations.
1: It's a challenging time right now. I think, overall, the... Uh, Police and the public in Sarnia uh, have a good relationship. However, recent events have uh, brought out issues that definitely need to
0: be addressed by the police. And can you tell me, what do you think is the key to sort of uh, mending some of those recent issues that have come up with the public? I think the
1: key is communication and by communication what, I, what people miss a lot of times is that the key part of communication is the listening side so we as a police community have to do a better job maybe of listening and realizing that there is some type of issue that we may not always notice
0: ourselves and tell me what do you think is uh, one or a couple of common misconceptions people have between the police and the public
1: Uh, If you're asking about misconceptions about the police, I would say one of the biggest misconceptions is that in watching police shows and television and and Hollywood, that all police want to do is come to work and get in a shootout and and fight with people.
0: That certainly has not
1: been my experience over 35 years.
0: Henson says if he had an audience with any level of government officials, he would stress the importance of increased investment in social work and their corresponding workers because, he says, they're a vital lifeline and resource for him and his frontline officers.
1: Well, funding is a difficult issue because so much of our budget goes to wages, and and um, that's such a large percentage that it's difficult for us to survive if if funding is physically cut. Um, investing money more in the social work side of things is something that I agree with. We here in Sarnia, as many services have started, what we call our M.P.E.R. team last year, which is uh, pairing up a plain clothes, not uniform, but a plain clothes officer with a mental health nurse and they respond specifically to uh, mental health related calls and it's it's certainly helped not only to reduce admissions to the hospital but helped them to make sure people get the help they need rather than the police response which is either apprehend under the mental health act or do nothing that was not working before
0: and tell me, what would be your message to anyone uh, considering a, a career in law enforcement during these times?
1: I would say try not to focus on the negative. I was involved in recruiting for over 10 years. And when people were asked, why do you want to be a police officer? Resounding answer was, because I want to help people. And I think that if that's the attitude that people come into this career with, that it's far better than um, focusing on negatives and and issues that have happened in the past and continue to happen. I think we can change all that by focusing on the positive.
0: And tell me, what do you think the protest movements or or the the movements to work with police have done in terms of moving the needle for change?
1: For me personally, it has opened my eyes, I guess. as you can see, I am a privileged, I guess, uh, Caucasian male. I therefore have never experienced anybody being biased against me or treating me in a different way uh, than I should be treated. And because of that, I, I guess I just assume that everyone's in the same category, that everyone gets along and is not treated in a biased fashion. Well, um, these, due to the tragedy and, and the horrendous um, killing of Mr. Floyd, there have been other stories that have come out and other um, past occurrences and present occurrences that I would not know occurred because I don't live in that world. And so I think that's been the biggest eye opener for myself and people of my genre, I guess.
0: And you talked earlier about the need to invest more money in things like social services and getting mental health uh, more equipped to deal with some of these issues. So my next question has to do with, how do you think we can, uh, is there a way you think we can train officers better or do you, and do you think more funding has to do, go into things like education and job training to sort of reduce some of the issues that you deal with?
1: Um, we, I believe we do a pretty good job of training now. Here in Sarnia, my chief instructor, uh, training instructor, uh, Constable Osborne, is a uh, First Nations officer. And so he ensures that our recruits and every single member of the Sarnia police gets indigenous uh, First Nations training, including training about residential schools, about um, treaties, about reconciliation. Um, we all get that training. We've also invited uh, members of the Muslim community in to uh, do some training in that. And and each year we try to pick a different uh, scenario. As far as the mental health issue goes, uh, admittedly officers are not social workers. We're not mental health uh, professionals. We get called simply because nobody knows who else to call. So maybe the, the end result of some of those issues is that there needs to be someone else to call.
0: Chief Henson reemphasizes the importance of open lines of communication in order for all of us to promote an atmosphere of unity, respect, and trust between all parties involved. Okay, for the first question, I'm going to go back to my uh, communication.
1: There needs to be open lines of communication and non-defensive. Don't be defensive either side about the, the discussion. It needs to be open and honest. And secondly, um, I would like people to realize that I've been a police officer for 35 years. I'm very proud of my career. I'm proud of how I've um, conducted myself. And the vast, vast majority, I don't want to give a number, but of officers are here to help people. And um, when transgressions happen, when an officer uh, does something wrong, they should be taken to task and be accountable.
0: Friends, President, I want to uh, take a few minutes to thank you for joining us to have a very transparent uh, and open and honest discussion about an important issue. I want to thank you for your time this morning and uh, it was most appreciated. Thanks for joining us.
1: I thank you for asking me and I hope it helps.